Welcome to The Common Share, a podcast about cooperative businesses. I'm Asa Marshall with Cooperatives First, an organization that promotes cooperative business development in rural and Indigenous communities across Western Canada. For more information on us and what we do, visit cooperativesfirst.com. If you need resources for starting your own co-op, check out the co-op creator at coopcreator.com. This great resource site has everything you need to get a co-op up and running. Provincial cooperative associations across the country offer co-op camps for youth every summer. To find out more about co-op camp and its goals for cooperative education, I sat down with three people involved in the Saskatchewan Cooperative Association's annual camp, an organizer, a youth participant, and a camp staff member from the co-op sector. We had a great conversation in our Cooperatives First office about the value of co-op camp for participants and for the co-op sector. It was a really fun and enlightening conversation. First, I spoke with Tracy Quiring, who is SCA's new program officer. I am the program officer for the Saskatchewan Cooperative Association, and the program part of my title is in regards to the Saskatchewan Cooperative Youth Program, uh, which is affectionately known as Co-op Camp. Tell us a bit first about what is Co-op Camp, and maybe a bit about the history and background. Where did Co-op Camp come from? Well, Co-op Camp now, in its most recent form is summer camp. Depending on the camp you choose, it's either four to six days. The participants will go through sort of sessions where they'll learn about cooperative movement, uh, the principles, and while they're learning about this stuff, they make it fun. So, you know, there's the typical summer camp activities that are held at the same time, but there is a solid element of learning. Uh, Our camp staff is We try and hit for half um, actually coming from the cooperative sector, so people who work in co-ops or credit unions or any of our cooperative partners. And then the other half of our staff is generally um, people who have gone through the program and graduated, and we lovingly pull those alumni back year after year. How long has co-op camp been around, and, and has it changed? Yeah, so way back in the day, um, it was 1909, so it's been like 90, this is the 91st summer um, of co-op camp. So it started uh, way back, it was the Cooperative Union of Canada, um, and the focus was on relations between the federal government and international cooperative development. Then in the 20s, the cooperative youth education was added to the Union of Canada's mandate of the programming. Um, So it was still fairly structured and really sort of tense and rigid. In the late 50s, the Cooperative College of Canada was formed, and then it uh, also focused on both co-op education and more research. And then in Saskatchewan in the 1970s, the Cooperative Youth Program, SCYP as it's known now, was formed to organize that education. And then basically in 1987, it sort of became closer to what it is today. So yeah, 91 summers. As SCA, what do you want kids to learn or participants to learn while they're at camp? I think the ultimate goal is just to help build confidence um, and to really develop those future cooperative leaders. A big focus at camp is leadership, is skill development, uh, along with the history. And we really focus on building that education the biggest, I think, challenge right now is education in just the general public, knowing what it exactly is a co-op. So if we can uh, educate and shine a light on the cooperative movement in general, I think it will be a good step because that's where the future cooperators come from is that 12 to 18 year old demographic. So what do campers gain not only by attending camp, but then coming back later as staffers? Can you talk a little about 
how that process works and what participants gain in that process? Sure. So the youth go through, um, like I said, the the five levels. Um, By the time they get to the graduate level, they're anywhere between 16 and 18 generally, or 16 and 17. And then we do have a, every second year, we have a senior grad camp that sort of pulls sort of the best from that group as well. And we really are watching for um, strong leadership, strong interpersonal skills. uh, And we ask those students to come back as junior staff the following year. So if you go to grad camp, you are asked to come back to be a leader for the next year. And from those leaders, then we basically develop alumni that will continue staffing. And also, they tend to get jobs in the sector and, and help provide leadership in, in the organizations. Well, that's really interesting. So do you have some examples of what kind of jobs that they would go on and do, like in the cooperative sector? Scott Banda, who is CEO of Federated, was one of the, uh, he went to co-op camp, and actually there's a game that was called Scott's Game for a very long period of time because it was a game that he developed at co-op camp. Really? Yeah. The theme for co-op camp this year is Learn, Adventure, and Connect. Can you talk a bit about what the theme's about? I think Learn, Adventure, Connect, really, those three words are they sum up what you do at co-op camp. I mean, it is, learning is a big part of it. It's, you know, learning about yourself, learning about your skills and building on them every year. Adventure is just, you know, for some kids, this is the first time they're doing something without their parents. They're away from home a couple of hours, if not more, away from home for more than one night. So some people, that is their first sort of adventure out of you know, their parents' nest, and connect. They're making connections that last a lifetime. Next, I spoke to Zachary Deguil about his experiences and what he has gained from attending camp. I am a grade 11 student at Aiden Bowman, and I've been going to co-op camp for four or five years now. Can you describe a a day at camp to us? What what does a day at camp look like? Well, it it has changed from level to level. I would say generally uh, you wake up in the cabin with your friends. So that's that's a pretty nice way to wake up is you wake up and you're already making those connections with people. We we usually have a few sessions spread throughout the day with uh, some games and some breaks spread out in between. And those lessons usually just, they all center around either important leadership skills or the cooperative business model. And then we usually have a big wide game at the end of the day, just to just like your regular camp style games. And then at the end of the night, we oftentimes have a campfire where we'll do a sort of sharing circle where people are allowed to say stuff that that isn't allowed to leave the circle. Like I've seen some very emotional things come out of that circle and people really open up, especially people you wouldn't expect to open up which is a huge part of camp in general. but that. And then after that, we get a snack, and we, we kind of do a little reflection, and then we head off to bed. Okay. That's a very summed-up version of it, but yeah. yeah. That's, that's great. I might... um, so can you give us an example of what are some of the games that you play throughout, throughout the day? There's a lot of, during the free times, we get a couple of free times throughout the day, and so there's like a volleyball court, or there's a beach that certain days we're allowed to go down to the beach during free time and swim around or go canoeing or kayaking. Uh, we play lots of games like capture the flag style games or uh, sardines is a fun one where we all have to try and hide. And then the biggest kind of activity that takes place throughout the entire week is the secret, uh, secret friends that we do that takes the whole week to sort of play, I guess you could say. 
And it's interesting to hear that a big part of the camp is people really opening up. What, what do you think it is about co-op camp that helps people to really open up and, and share things about themselves? Especially after grad camp this past summer I've really thought about it because I've witnessed people opening up in ways that like it hadn't before like kids I've known for a few years now um and I think it's because of a few reasons one a lot of these kids like we've gone throughout a few years and so we all know each other and so we're able to really develop those relationships that we don't really get in other places and I think I can't remember the exact name. I think it's called, like, the free zone is kind of, like, the, the model that they have there. The, there's some rules of the free zone that really, they stop discrimination and they stop hate and they stop bullying. And it just makes people feel super comfortable. And it also allows for if there are participants who are struggling or feeling uncomfortable or not safe, it creates an environment where they're able to bring that up. Like, I know that happened to me this past grad camp. There was some stuff that was bothering me and I was scared to do it. Uh, to talk to people about it and then I realized in this environment I was safe to talk to people about it and the solution became fixed so the fact that we are able to develop these connections and that there's such like a safe environment there really allows for people to open up and trust those around them that's that's really interesting that's really good to hear so as a person who's gone through the camp what do you think you've learned through this process um that's a hard one to sum up because I have definitely learned a lot over these past few years a big one I've learned is project management, which doesn't seem like the most obvious one. And I think that was especially apparent this past year at grad camp. I got elected as the president of camp. And so we got to kind of help run the camp and create the programs and create the schedule and stuff. And so I learned a lot through that that I've really incorporated back in my school as part of the student representative council. So a lot of that organizational and project management skills but also just like relationship skills and relationship building skills that I've developed there. I am a very outgoing person, I would say. However, sometimes when it comes to creating those personal relationships, it's a lot harder. But being at a camp like this, it's, it's really opened me up to being more empathetic and it's really helped develop my empathy, which helps kind of bridge that gap between people. And then just the whole point of camp, that leadership aspect, uh, really, really is a big lesson that you learn there. And then also the opposite of how to be a follower. Because at a lot of camps that I've been to, the big lesson is leadership. But then they don't talk about being a follower and that it's important to be able to be both. And I think that's another really important skill that we learn at co-op camp is how to not only lead properly, but how to allow others to lead properly. And when to know that others could, it's their time to shine. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a very important insight. And that's a great, that's great to hear. So I was going to ask if you could talk a little bit about the junior staff position. So, yeah, just like last month, I applied to be a junior staff member. And I, I really wanted to be a junior staff member because the staff at co-op camp have really helped me develop as a person and as a leader and just as a global citizen in general. And I owe a lot of who I am today to the influence that they've shaped into my life. And I want to be able to provide that for other people and for other youth who are going to be in the same position I was and be able to have that influence on them but also learn from them at the same time because as I've had staff members say to me like they've learned from me just like I've learned from them and I want to be able to help others learn while also learning from them as well. You've talked about a lot of the skills that you learn but what all do you learn about the co-op model itself? We have learned a lot about those especially through uh, we get to kind of start our own while at camp 
we start a concession that we run at breaks and stuff. And so it's sort of that cooperative model. And what I've found is I've learned a lot about those other skills through the cooperative model and how it works. And I've put some of those skills into being a member of the student representative council in my school. I've just as much put how the cooperative business model works into that as well. I found that being able to have everyone have a say and everyone have their voice heard and be a member has been really effective at my school when kind of implementing that idea just as much as it has in business models. Like you might not think of it on that level because usually when you think of a cooperative business model, it's on like that that big level of a whole organization, but it works in our personal lives as well. The way we just like the values of the cooperative model, how we treat people and those around us. Next up was Stephanie Burkell from Affinity Credit Union, who volunteers her time each year as camp staff. I'm an Affinity Credit Union sector staff uh, with Co-op Camp, so I'm in the inbound contact center uh, with Affinity, and I also sit on our Affinity Young Leaders Committee as well as vice chair, so um, that sort of awarded me the opportunity to to be with Co-op Camp over the last few years, and it's a pleasure, it's a blast, I, I look forward to it every year, so yeah, ask me. Um, yeah, so can you talk just a little bit about the role of sector staff? What, why is it important that there are members of the sector working in co-op camp, and, and what do you do? Well, I think it's important to have the sector staff there because I think it really gives the participants sort of a glimpse into what we do within the cooperatives, but also what they could be doing in the future. We're not, I mean, yes, a lot of us are from credit unions, but, you know, we're, we're from all sorts of different co-ops. And it really brings that awareness to what those uh, potential career opportunities might be. And I think we also are there to provide those life skills. You know, I I know from the credit union perspective, it's having that conversation about finances and financial health and and what that looks like and how to get them started early. Um, And it reflects in a lot of the sessions that we run, such as the snack shack, you know, they have to manage their money and that kind of thing. And um, so any little way that we can teach them that doesn't feel like they're sitting in a classroom. It's teaching them life skills and, and how to apply them. And uh, I think that's where we have the biggest impact. Yeah. Stephanie said that the Snack Shack Cooperative that some participants run at camp showed how kids really embrace and apply the lessons that they learn. To really sort of entice the kids to, to take over the Snack Shack, we as staff told them that we were increasing the cost of the chocolate bars to $100 a piece because we wanted to buy a boat. And, of course, they, they weren't happy with that. And, and they were <laughs> they, they thought we were pretty serious, which was even funnier. But, you know, when they, when they did take over the cooperative and, you know, they decided when they were dissolving the co-op at the end what they would do with their profits, they, they could have easily, you know, divided it amongst all the members and, and taken the cash in their pocket and, and been done with it for the day. Um, instead, they wanted to award another participant an opportunity to go to camp. So it had been one of the, the larger snack shack, if not the largest to date at that point um, in terms of profit. So they, they decided to send another participant to camp. So I think that just speaks to sort of that empathy and that ability to think of others and put others first that they, these kids did. So it was pretty awesome. What a great story. From the standpoint of Affinity, you mentioned I think there's nine sector staff just from Affinity Credit Union. I don't know if you can speak to what value does Affinity see in co-op camp. 
Absolutely. So just working at a co-op in general, we live and breathe those cooperative values and we share that with our members. They have that membership share for a purpose. They're a part of something bigger. And from an affinity standpoint, that's our opportunity to live and breathe those values, share it and help our community grow, starting with those youth. We're not just stuck within four walls and go to work every day and come home. It's a career and I think working for a cooperative is also a lifestyle. It's something that we live and breathe every day. It's not something we're, we're forced to do. We want to do it. We want to be there. And, and Affinity has just always been an amazing support of those values um, through our community department as well as just our, our day-to-day staff. So we're very fortunate that our organization gives us that opportunity. You know, we, we don't need to take vacation. It's just something that we're encouraged to do. So we don't take that for granted. We know that it's a learning opportunity personally and professionally for ourselves, but we can also see that impact in the kids and, and how they grow. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, these guys have both talked about how they learn at camp. From your experience, why do you think it's important for them to learn in this way as opposed to sitting in a desk? Uh, it's interactive. I mean, when we look at performance coaching, you know, in art and in the workforce, there's always different learning styles and approaches. And I think co-op camp encompasses all of that. Uh, we know that one participant is going to learn differently than the next. And I think by engaging them, whether it be through games, through the social interaction, we're able to, to meet each and every one of those needs. And, and going back to what Zach said about it being a safe place, um, it, it's, it's like that for the participants and for the staff as well. And it's a chance for us to, to kind of grow professionally and for these kids to learn in that environment, they're going to thrive. There's, there's no barriers for them and that safe place I think makes that happen. I know when we were chatting just uh, when you first got here, you were mentioning that there's some really good examples of, of kids that you've seen come up through this process or this system and how it's benefited them. Do you want to talk a little bit about some of those changes you've seen in some of your campers? Absolutely. So one in particular, you know, this kid came in and he, he was kind of the, I don't want to say that the popular kid, but he was the one that everybody kind of gravitated to. He had this just wonderful outgoing personality. But what we found through the sessions and through the four core rules and um, the no bullying, the being accepting of everyone, um, he really kind of flourished in that environment. And so he was able to draw in people that he maybe otherwise wouldn't have been friends with outside of camp. And and he learned more about himself. And, And as we watched that happen, we just watched this little leader emerge to the point that he was running some of our, our warm-ups in the morning or, you know, some of the songs or dance, and, and he would help run sessions if, you know, if there's a part for a participant to do that. So when it came down to their letter to sponsor, where they, they send a thank you letter for, for sending them to camp, we really saw all that come together in his letter to the point that when we're editing these these letters, they had four of us just in tears because it was just so heartfelt Um and professional from a, a 12-year-old kid. And then on the opposite end of that spectrum, because we have such a diverse group of kids that come, we had a girl who grew up in foster care. I believe her, her sponsor was Big Brothers Big Sisters. And she had had some challenges coming into camp. And like Zach said, they, they can get very emotional. They can bring up issues that otherwise they wouldn't have. So we were able to provide that support to her. So in her letter, you know, she said that although things are are difficult at home she knows that now that after being at camp she's going to have a good life and that was a very very big statement from a girl her age and that tells us the impact that we're having and it's more valuable than I think 
words can be put to. Absolutely. Yeah, and you mentioned sponsors. Can is there organizations that sponsor kids to go to camp, or how does that work? Yeah. So um, most cooperatives will um, provide funding for the kids to go to camp. I believe, and Tracy can correct me. I believe it's fifty. Is it fifty percent of the camp fee? So the camp fee is um, $795. Um, $270 of that is paid by the participant. The remainder is paid for by generally uh, one of the cooperatives. So we have amazing sponsorship from Federated Co-op, from Concentra, and from uh, the cooperators and uh, the Sask Central and, and, and all of our amazing partners year after year make co-op camp happen. There are bursary funds available for youth and generally the process is a, a child will take the application form and fill it out and have their parents um, either with credit card or check or whatever pay the, their portion of it. And then that participant is supposed to go to a cooperative of any nature. In the past, there have been you know your smaller retail neighborhood co-ops that have provided the rest, and then the big guys in the neighborhood as well. And you approach your your sponsor and ask for a sponsorship, and then that's the letter that you write is to thank your sponsor for paying their portion of the camp fee. That being said, because camp is such an important thing and we feel like cost should never be a factor so some of the the larger cooperatives in the province do pay extra like through bursary funds or whatever and and we do make sure that every kid that wants to go to camp can get to camp i had a parent tell me once that uh, co-op camp is is our best kept little secret because her children have gone multiple years to to multiple camps she's got three kids and if she could let everyone know about it she she does because she feels not enough people know about it and that's a problem so I guess one last question for everybody. I'll start with you, Stephanie. What What is your favorite thing about co-op camp? I think, you know, we talk about learn, adventure, and connect. But for me, it's the ability to disconnect. Disconnect from, from everyday life. Disconnect from devices, which is something that everybody from um, the staff to the participants do. We leave our cell phones behind. We're connecting as people um, and... I think that is my favorite part is just watching the kids learn. Um, it really forces me to be aware of, of everything going on, both with myself and with the participants. And um, it's a great refresher that I think we all need once in a while. And Zach, what's your favorite part about Co-op Camp? I would have to say just that opportunity to grow, be it the environment itself, the people you're with, the lessons that we're being taught. It's just a perfect place for all for us youth to flourish and learn a lot about ourselves and the world around us. Cool. And Tracy, I know this is your first year at Co-op Camp, so what are you looking forward to the most? Oh, that's so tough because there's, I like I, I said, I, I've got binders of, of things that are going to happen and I'm so excited for them all. I think the first thing that I'm most excited to, to sit down and be a part of is warm fuzzies. Warm fuzzies. Have you ever heard of a warm fuzzy? No, I haven't. Well, I'm going to give you a warm fuzzy right now. I love your glasses. They accent the shape of your face, and the color makes your eyes pop. Well, thank you very much. Now I feel warm and fuzzy. Exactly. (laughs) So warm fuzzies, um, as somebody who I write cards and give people cards for random reasons, I love the concept of warm fuzzies because I think that um, if you're having even the slightest of a rough day, a random compliment from a random person for a random reason is what's, those are the things that are going to make this world a better place. 
For all the fun and silliness that can happen at camp, the Center for Cooperative Study just put out their list of the top issues for co-ops in general, and what was number one but relating to education. And at the end of the day, for all the fun and silliness of co-op camp, it's a learning opportunity for cooperatives to get that agenda out there into the world. And, you know, the the people who are members of of our multitudes of different kinds of co-ops, be they worker or retail or financial co-ops, members like the rest of the population are aging. And if you don't bring in new members who are the, you know, people who are turning 18, right? Uh, If you don't have new members, then cooperatives will cease to exist. So, you know, educating people on co-ops and what exactly is a cooperative, because Um, While we love federated and we love co-op, the word co-op in Saskatchewan means retail. Love it or hate it, that's what people associate co-op with, the stores and the gas stations and the C-stores. And and they are a huge part of it, but it's the cooperative model in general um, that relates to anything that can be a cooperative. Um, So uh, the SCA's newest member is a car share cooperative in Regina. And that's, you know, good for the environment, good for the pocketbook kind of a cooperative that anyone can be a part of as well. So education is what changes and and builds people's memberships and, and from the members you have solid young people like Zach here who, you know, he will be a CEO someday, right? So let's educate them about the benefits of the cooperative model and all of our organizations will become amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, and I like to hear that because obviously at Cooperatives First, that's exactly what our mandate is, is making sure people know what co-ops are and know that they're a great tool for economic development. Uh, thank you guys all for, for being here and to talk to me today. I really appreciate all of your stories. This was great. Thank you for joining us. To give us your thoughts on any of the topics we discussed in this episode, you can find us on Facebook or on Twitter as at co-ops underscore first. To find out more about the Saskatchewan Cooperative Association's co-op camp, you can find a link to their website in the show notes. We'll be back in a few weeks with another episode of The Common Share.